0: What is up, everybody? It's Wake Up, War Chant presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show, the kids call it spooky season. Will Florida State be in store for tricks or treats this October? And when you really think about it, the defense, haven't they played well enough? Isn't it on the offense now to take that next step? WarChant.com's Wake Up, War Chant is presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. CPtallybar.com the website. Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., daily lunch specials. And on Thursdays, cheesesteak sandwich, chicken or steak, your choice. Comes with a side dish, straight fries, the curly fries. You also have your onion rings, potato salad, coleslaw, broccoli, side salad, tater tots, or freshly cooked potato chips. All your options. Fantastic. Only eight ninety nine for one of those sides and that cheesesteak sandwich. You can't beat it. It's the corner pocket bar and grill. Be sure to come out on Friday, 5.30, Corey Clark?
1: 5 o'clock. 5.00. Five o'clock, top
0: yep. of the hour, top of top the hour, top of
1: the hour, five to six, and they have live music starting at eight, so you can stick around and and listen to some uh live music. Uh, I assume it's a, I don't know the band, but I assume it's a cover, like a rock band, mm. and uh, but yeah, we'll be there from five to six. I think the music starts around eight or eight thirty. Okay,
0: meet and greet five thirty. Corey Clark, Jeff Cameron, Gene Williams. Five comes, o'clock. Five o'clock. Sorry, I.
1: Well, I should say this, Aslan. If you get there at 5.30, we'll still be there. I see what you're saying. 5.45, too.
0: Uh, 5 o'clock, Gene. Tom's going to be there as well. The the duo that does the post-game show brought to you by DeLuna Coffee. They'll be there. Jeff Cameron, Corey Clark. Uh, Maybe I'll sneak out there as well. Uh, Who knows? It'll be a surprise. Come on out. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Always a great time. As is spending your days scrolling. Checking out WarChant.com. Columns from Corey, Ira, Insight from Tom, our guys recruiting, Michael Langson, Matt Lasserre. It's all there over at wordchant.com. $1 for a month to join. Hop aboard, won't you? Second third of the season, second trimester. This is when this is when the baby starts developing all its characteristics or something like that, maybe. This football team, hopefully, showing us what they'll be about. Corey, we're going to dive into this mailbag uh, throughout today. Let me see what this. Want I want to start off with this guy, Knowles Rock. No C in The Rock, though, just ROK. So maybe it's like uh, an homage to Thor, Ragnarok, or whatever. I don't could know. Could
1: be. Could be. Okay. Never, never saw it.
0: Hey, Corey Naslon, wake up. Do you think it might set the fan base up for disappointment when you report from practice that the passing game is, quote, on fire? Can you provide clarification about what, quote, on fire means?
1: I don't. I mean, you have two really good wide receivers and one of the best quarterbacks in the country. So I. Like, the passing game has not been an issue. Like, I know y'all were disappointed with some of the stuff at Clemson. Well, that's Clemson. Uh, they, they, you got you got Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman and Jordan Travis and Jaheim Bell. Like, just that quartet. I don't know how I could be setting anybody up for disappointment. They're really good. And they were good this week. Especially Johnny and Keon. But... um. What I was was, uh, encouraged by, there was a throw, Aslan. I I think you were out there for it on Wednesday, where it's 11-on-11. I want to say the ball was like at the 15-yard line going in, so red zone play. And Destin Hill's one-on-one in the slot, and I'm not trying to protect anyone. I literally can't remember who was covering him. Hmm. But Destin Hill is obviously very fast coming out of the slot. It's one-on-one in the end zone. Jordan makes a back shoulder like he throws to the open space like towards the pylon, where Destin's running. Let's. I'm trying to make you picture it. He's running basically a go, it looks like, towards the back of the end zone. Jordan throws it towards the pylon, so he has to adjust to it because it's a back shoulder throw. Normally, people think back shoulder, they think down the sideline. Anyway, it's a good throw. It's an incredible adjustment and catch. Like, he stops on a dime. He's so fast, but he stops on a dime, comes back to the ball, catches it with a hands catch, and rolls over for and secures it for a touchdown. And I just you, – you see those plays every now and again, and you're like, man, they got something with this dude. They do. I don't know if it's going to be unleashed this year like it should, but that, that it's just so encouraging to see plays like that. I just think they have some weapons. Ja'Kai Douglas, too. Um, that have not necessarily been unleashed yet that could very well start to be unleashed now that we're in October and through the, the the first four games of the schedule.
0: Well, what does on fire mean? Was Tuesday, was it the ball not hitting I mean, they, the ground? Was yeah, it Jordan I mean, they, just sharp?
1: The, yeah, all of it. I mean, the receivers caught like eight straight passes and one-on-ones like we talked about. Seven of them were, or six of them were over 30 yards um, in seven-on-seven they were sharp and crisp, and it was really hard to defend. And it he was taking what was open, but also hitting shots down the field. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, you guys have seen what the Florida – that's another thing. It's not like this is 2021 where I'm saying, hey, you won't believe this. But Jordan Travis moved the ball through the air. Like, he made some really good throws. I mean, you've seen it now for the better part of, what, 15, 16 games. It just looked – I mean, just picture Jordan Travis in Oklahoma. That's, that's what it looked like to me. So I guess that's what I, I – I, I don't know if I'm taking umbrage with it necessarily. But me saying that the passing game was on fire, it's like, man, it was. And I, I'm not making stuff up. And you guys have seen it when it looks good. So it just looked – just picture that. It looked really good. It's not – again, I'm not I'm, – we're not covered Army where it's like you're like, what in the world? How did they – they're on fire? Give me a break. It's like you're. it's Florida State, man. They got a Heisman candidate and two NFL wide receivers and an NFL tight end. Some days they're going to look really good in the passing game.
0: Well, let's get to this one now. When I'm, you know, early in the I, show, I think, think he fatigued? means like
1: if they don't play well, I've like jinxed it.
0: Like well, just, if they come
1: out on Saturday and they don't look good. I mean, it was it was Tuesday. I didn't say they were going to blow out Virginia Tech, yeah. but on Tuesday they looked great. Well, the whole it, everything about it.
0: Well, coming off a of bye week, that sort of revelation afterwards in the first practice that we're able to see it just makes it yeah. think like they've turned a corner and they've maybe they bottled up that second half against LSU and that's what we're gonna see moving forward. And if they don't, if they slog through and win, you know, thirty eight to twenty four or something, you know, is you know, what's going on? Why right. don't we dominate
1: well but so. again I think the I think the bigger concern for most people listening to this when it comes to the offense is the other aspect of the offense, not the passing mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of, uh, actually, I was going to go to our guy, Dave, but let's go to our guy, John. Random underscore John. Hey, Aslan and Corey, hope you're both doing well and ready for an undefeated October. Mm. Uh, We did have a bumpy September, right? Undefeated, but not exactly send the world on fire. Our run game, more like a crawl game. Mm. And the slot receivers like Bigfoot, everybody talks about them, but has anyone actually seen them? Was Destin Hill's catch actually a collective false memory? (laughs) <laughs> and he does, yeah. he does exist.
1: He does exist. We we have proof. He's in the stats. Uh, and let's
0: not even get started on the defense's penchant for slow starts. It's like they're still sipping morning coffee while the other team is scoring touchdowns. So what's your take, guys? Are we in for tricks or treats this October? P.S. while we're at it, can someone please fix the video board? I've seen more relevant statistics on a cereal box.
1: Mm. Amen. You guys know how I feel about that. I'm not going to rant again on that until next uh, Monday show probably. Mm. If if nothing changed, uh, tricks or yeah. treats, Corey. I, man, or look, treats. I I just think uh, we've talked about it. It's a weird month. LSU can't complain about anything from that game, other than the the defensive slow start. You just can't complain about anything. They scored. well, they went? Forty five to twenty four. They went on a thirty five to three run, thirty eight to three run, whatever it was. That that they played great for the final three quarters of that football game. Southern Miss blew them out. Wasn't a contest. Wasn't close. Boston College, I just think so much comes back to the final 45 minutes of real time. So the last quarter and a half, however long that took to play, 45 minutes, just left everybody with such a pit in their stomach because it was so bad. The Clemson game, man, Clemson's good, and it's at Death Valley. They've lost twice there in a decade. So that was always going to be tough. You were a two-point favorite in that game. Um, That was always going to be a tough game to win. Uh, and it was never going to be pretty. You were not going to fly up and down the field against that defense. But the Boston College game, I just think we're still kind of stuck on that time period, that 45-minute window where the whole team played horribly, which does not happen. But you had a, you gifted them a touchdown with Lawrence Toafili fumbling. You, you gifted them more points with Benson not – Covering that kickoff. Like the special teams, offense, defense, all played horribly for a 45 minute window. But I don't know, I don't want to say that they played two bad games in a row. Because Clemson's a you won at Clemson. It's not a bad you, you don't play bad and win at Clemson. Um you didn't play up to your standard though. I all that to say it was such a weird month that I think now you've got four games in a row against teams you should beat. You'll probably be favored by double digits against all of them. I think yes I think you're going to be I I think there is a chance it looks a lot like post Clemson last year hmm. it's set up the same way right like Virginia you know Virginia Tech is kind of the equivalent of Georgia Tech was last year coming in here
0: well Duke's going to have a backup quarterback probably Duke so that's, could
1: probably okay. have a backup quarterback yeah uh, last Syracuse year. is I mean Schrader's not hurt but you're a much better team than them. If you play well, you show. I mean, I just think they're set up to show you the full weaponry and ceiling that this, this team is in 2023. I think that's it's, it's a perfect month for that. I'm not saying they're going to blow out every team, but I think there is a chance they do, I guess. So I, I guess I lean more towards the treat. That they are they are they are capable, and they are they could very well go on a run where they blow uh, three of the four teams out completely.
0: Yeah, that might be a topic for another podcast. But just I feel like it's going to be such a week to week season, and it's for anybody that's for all the teams, right? For, yeah, for anybody chasing a yep. national championship, yep. it really yep. is just going to be a week to week thing. If they go out there and they slam Virginia Tech the way we thought they were capable of two three weeks ago, and win the game going away. Like forty-five to ten, I don't think that necessarily means they're going to throttle everybody from the jump moving forward. You know, like Miami right. might keep it close. They probably will keep it close. So, and, and by the same token, if they eke by Virginia Tech, I don't think it means this team is broken and they're not going to make the playoff. And every game is going to be an absolute nail biter. Like there might be some games here where they actually do flourish. So it's it's just really hard to put our fingers on it. I guess it's week to week, just watching how they practice. Yeah, I particularly didn't think they had a great week of practice. Like I, but I'm going to keep measuring everything against that one night we saw them practice going to the LSU game inside Doe Campbell Stadium. You know, I was listening to the Ryan Rosillo podcast, and Todd McShay was talking about just no matter what is on the line in the Red River rivalry, it's just it's something different about that game. The way it sounds on the field, the way. The, the physicality the speed the, the the effort everybody's running with like they showed that that night in dote Campbell getting ready for the lSU game I'm like this team is scary good like absolutely frighteningly good they haven't had that same kind of you know performance to me in practice but then again listen they're they're tired they're weary through a season guys aren't you know that that was the healthiest the freshest they probably were going to be for the next 180 days or whatever so probably not a fair barometer to hold it against but uh, and, and I do wonder at what point would we ever, like, me- we're not measuring this team. We're measuring the team against greatness, right, or We're not measuring this team against last year's team. But it's kind of crazy to think about what last year's team did after the bye week in terms of just annihilating opponents. Yeah. But, you know, just win doesn't maybe necessarily need to be that way. And just because you're not blowing out teams doesn't mean this team isn't any better than last year's team, right? It's just it's a weird a whole bunch of stuff going on there. My word's salad of a response to you. But, uh, you know. It's going to be a week to week thing, I guess, is what I said to start off with, and could have saved you folks the other ninety seconds of it. So,
1: but I, but also think that's just the nature of the sport, and Absolutely. that's what that that's all. Every team, not just every team that's chasing a championship, every team hmm. is going to have a week where they play incredible, and you're like, where did this come from? Like Georgia Tech won at Wake Forest. I don't think Florida State has done that since I've known Aslan. Like they won at Wake Forest, uh, and then a week later they're getting blown out at home and eventually lose to what was a bowling green
0: Georgia tech.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Georgia, Georgia tech won at wake forest and lost to bowling green. Demoted I mean, their what?
0: defensive coordinator
1: afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then demoted them, didn't fire him. demoted him, which is crazy. I mean, it's just, that's, that's what it is. That's what this sport has become. I think what, what helps teams like Florida state is they can overcome bad performances. The teams with more, more talent, um, more experience, can overcome a bad start or a bad game and still find a way to win. That said, you don't want to keep just having to grit through games. You do want to put it all together, but it's not it's not tenable to think that you're going to put it all together each week. Like the the floor when Florida State in 13 played at Wake Forest, they beat them 59 to three in the offense was abysmal. Like I think the offense had less than 300 yards of total offense for that, and for that team, is it was incredible. Like they just they were not sharp. Jimbo was furious after the game for Jameis throwing it to Giorgio Newberry, trying to get him his first career catch on a fourth down instead of actually taking what was in front of him. Like Jimbo was furious, and they won 59 to three. The defense scored three times, I think, and had seven interceptions, but the offense wasn't good. Then next week, the offense was incredible. And so there's always going to be fluctuation, even with all-time great teams. And this team isn't that. It's a good team. It might be a national championship team. It's not an all-time great team. Um, I don't know that they exist anymore. I don't know that you're ever going to have like a – maybe LSU was the last hoorah. But we thought they were just good on one side of the ball. Turned out that was right. plenty good enough that season. But th- the point being that just – you you don't want to just solely focus on well, did you get a win or a loss. I, I know what we do as sports fans. I know what we're looking for. I know we're trying to project what this team can be. I get all that. I get the angst. And I say that word a lot now for some reason. But, um, but I, you know, I think what, what should embolden all Florida State fans or uplift you is that you know you can win every game on your schedule. And if you play well, you will. The problem is you're not going to play well each week. Which week are you not going to play well, and will you still have enough to win the game? upsets happen all the time man nobody goes undefeated anymore so there is going to be probably a loss somewhere on this schedule i'm not hoping for it not rooting for it not predicting it but there it, it, likelihood it happens right Aslan, teams don't go yeah. undefeated anymore Yeah.
0: but, but you know the, the angst if you will is that you have such a talent veteran laden roster you yeah. have all this continuity on the coaching staff and yeah the you're going to have bad weeks but I don't even know if people are so much frightened about the bad week that might be coming at some point where they, you know, maybe inevitably lose one game because everybody does go undefeated or it's just like, where is this complete 60 minute performance? Don't you you think
1: though, the point about how, how just, that's a weird month and that's a tough month to start out with. Um, The Boston game is the only game I'm like really disappointed in. And even then they went on a 28, nothing run.
0: I know, but if Clemson makes that field goal, aren't you probably disappointed about the Clemson game as well? Because that uh, offense didn't do anything for you in the second yeah, half. Yeah, but I league. just,
1: I yes, I, what, I, what I would say I'm disappointed in is they can't, uh, they can't um, dictate terms with their offensive line against a very good defensive line. They just could not run on them. I don't think Georgia, Georgia doesn't have a mobile quarterback. I don't think Georgia would run for just 22 yards in Death Valley. Mm-hmm. They're going to find a way to hit some runs, be physical, and run the ball. And it seemed like Florida State's offensive line just wasn't doing that. But – you did have an injured quarterback, um, and and I just think that with this offensive line, which is made up of good players but not stars, not first or second round picks, probably you need a quarterback, especially in this offense with this guy. I think you need him to run a little bit. Um, so no, I, I I would have been disappointed in how the running game was, but you know they I, I don't think I don't know they were a two point favorite and they would have lost by three. I was I would not have been like. Um, as mad as, say, 2012 NC State, where you felt like you just gave the game away. Or, mm. quite frankly, 2022 NC State. Mm. It would it would have been a different feeling, a different kind of loss to me. Or 2022 Clemson, because I felt like you gave that game away in an eight-minute stretch. And I also thought you really helped DJ Ungole get some confidence where he had none. He was going to be benched if he would have started that game poorly. Instead, you let him throw all over you. So those are – but, yeah, that's a long answer to that question. I guess I would have been disappointed, but I wouldn't have been – disappointed and angry are two different things. Mm, Fair. Like, if you lose to Virginia Tech off a bye week, pretty darn healthy. (laughs) Right, yeah. yeah. I guess the kid making his fourth start, and you've got a kid making his 30th at quarterback – there can be some real anger there. I would not be on here Monday saying, guys, guys, you're still 4-1. and one. All right. Calm down. You still control your destiny. And all that would be true, but there's a time for anger there. There's a time for anger there. And I do think, again, the point being, let's see what this month looks like, man. There is a chance we are um, anguishing over something that does not exist. Like, there is a chance they come out and hammer Virginia Tech like they did Georgia Tech last year. And then they hammer Syracuse like they hammered Syracuse last year. Like, all that is still on the table. Let's see what it looks like after a bye week and after a crazy first month where you only played one home game.
0: Well, let's have a little bit of a resell. Let's go to Dave in Bartstown, Kentucky. Bourbon is your friend. Guys, two weeks ago, you did not like fans complaining about the three uh, about our 3-0 and team after the Boston Massacre performance. Too soon? Uh, but last week... Corey is picking nits about the best play of the season so far, asking why Kalen DeLoach isn't four steps closer to the line of scrimmage before he separated Klubnick's dignity from his soul in route to equaling Clemson's second-half points. Um, wonders where is the annual segment that I do with a player. I don't know what happened this year. Maybe next year we'll get back to it. For the record, I believe we're about to go on a ridiculous run for the remainder of the season. I recently watched Smokey and the Bandit for the first time. hmm it was funnier and more ridiculous than I expected. Do you yeah. think Jackie Gleason was more likable than the movie writers intended? Uh, as long as you've not watched *Smoking the Bandit*, then you literally need to pause the podcast, watch it, and resume. Corey can get a spray tan or his belly button pierced while he's waiting. That's kind of rude. Oh,
1: That's don't funny. need it anymore. I already got one. <laughs> uh, just got it uh, yesterday. Have you ever seen *Smoking the Bandit*? Oh, of course not. No. Oh well, I don't know how it ages. Uh, Dave says it ages fine. I'm not sure, but Jackie Gleason is hilarious in it. Yeah. He's just really funny because he has—he's chasing Smokey all over the southeast trying to find him, and it's—you know—the plot is pretty thin. But his relationship with his son, who's in the car with him the whole time, who is a complete idiot, and his reaction to his son when he's like, "Hey, daddy, I don't," it, just the way the son is and the way Jackie Gleason responds to him is the whole movie to me. Okay. Like Burt Reynolds is fine, Dom DeLuise, I think he's in that one, is fine. Sally Field, very very attractive. But man, Jackie Gleason and his relationship with his dad—that's more important than the Trans Am. It's awesome. Or sorry, with his, his son, son. Yeah. is awesome. Yeah. All
0: right. Um, lastly, we know Norvell likes to run the ball. So when you watch Ray Davis and Kentucky of Kentucky run for 206 yards and three scores in the first half against Florida. Did Mike tentatively touch his television and have a moment like Forrest Gump in Jenny's dorm room?
1: Yikes! There you go. There's uh, there's, a, there's there's another
0: one in there, folks. But you know, be, be a subscriber, go check it out. We can't <laughs> we can't give away all this stuff for free. Uh, we can't give this away for free either, but we kind of do, I guess, because when you buy one, you get one free over at vitaminenergy.com. Use the promo code warchampbogo WarChamp Bogo Warchant Vitamin Energy. Has been clinically tested and proven to boost your energy, to increase your focus and your concentration, Ooh. to increase happiness. Yeah. It says it on the paper. It's clinically proven. There's data. There's an abstract in everything. Corey, it's like twelve pages uh, on uh, printed on really really good stock paper, which uh, matters to a guy like me. I appreciate those kind of things. Hopefully, you folks can appreciate having two hundred sixty milligrams of caffeine without any sugar in a portable, less-than-two-ounce shot that you can carry with you anywhere. You can leave it on your desk. Be the coolest person in your office. Take it with you to the gym. I leave a couple in my car. I leave a couple on my my weekend bag whenever I, I get out of town, whether it's going home or hitting the road with Irish show and Corey Clark. Uh, so I suggest you do it as well. Maybe I'm not the awesomest person in the world, but think how awesome you are. You'll be even more awesome when you take vitamin energy. Vitaminenergy.com, promo code Bogo. Shake it. Take it. Mark Naples, M. Adams, CZ, Wait up! Do you guys agree that this three-game homestand is extremely important for identity and mindset establishment for this team? Most folks, including myself, Mark, expect this offense to put up 50 every Saturday and that this defense would be more than good enough to hold, serve, and win. Well, the defense has certainly been good enough to win, and I think the second half of Clemson was an excellent example of what they can do as they get more aggressive and gain confidence. The offense, I think it's simply a matter of, Many new guys playing real football games together for the first time. They had no preseason. They played two serious Power 5 opponents right out the gate, and they showed their insanely good ceiling in stretches. Now it's time to put together for four quarters, stick to an identity, these three home games provide the perfect opportunity. I will be shocked if they don't find a way to get the running game going. I'm thinking of the 2020 Bucks, Brady, Gronk, Antonio Brown, everybody in Tampa. Wasn't great at first. Flash of great football, but it needed to the mesh. They lost 38-3 to to the Saints. But once they mesh, they destroyed everything in their path, won road playoff games in New Orleans and Green Bay, and then destroyed Mahomes and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I can see that happening for the Knowles once they find that oh-yeah moment. This is the year when a supremely confident team can win it all, and the Knowles certainly have the talent to do it. Go Knowles. Love you guys as always.
1: Well said, Mark. Uh, well said. Right back at you. Um, I, you know, I was thinking when, he, when you were reading that question, or it was more of a comment, I guess. Yeah, But, um, you know, this offense – when you think about the Power 5 opponents they've played so far, the defense has what? The def- Boston College has scored, I don't know what they're averaging, but they scored 27 against Virginia. They scored 28 against Louisville, although they were down 28 nothing in that game and gave up 56. But they scored 28 in that game, 27 against Virginia and won. 27.8.
0: Against- yeah, their, uh...
1: so you held them to 22 hmm. because seven of their points came on a fumble return. The defense was not great. Nobody's sitting here telling you the defense was great. The defense was good enough in that game to get you a win. A comfortable win if the offense hadn't just melted down on the final three or four drives of that game. So, go to LSU. That off, the, the defense shut them out for essentially two final quarters. And we've seen that LSU offense. Like, that defense we get is not good. That LSU offense is really good. And... You know, I think they scored – you went on a 38-3 to run. They scored one field goal on like six drives or seven drives. I don't know if they'll have another stretch like that all season where they go six possessions and get three points. Maybe Alabama or maybe A&M. They both have very good defenses. And then uh, the, the game with Clemson. The point being, the defense – I wouldn't say other than the LSU game, I guess. The defense has not let you down. I'm sorry. the The offense has kind of let you down. Go with in regards to preseason expectations and what you need from this unit. You know, scoring 24 against Clemson—that's normally at at Death Valley—probably isn't going to be enough to win. Typically, but your defense made it hold up. It got stops and then gave you seven points. The I, I just think if this defense, even if it doesn't get a tick better, if it doesn't improve at all, which why wouldn't it? But even if it just stays what it's doing right now, this defense can get you to the playoff and probably can win you a national championship if this offense becomes elite. That's what I want to see this Mm. month, the more I think about Mm -hmm. it. I want to see an elite offense. The defense is fine. This offense has to be next level because it was Mm -hmm. to end last season. Find it, and it was against LSU and I guess Southern Miss. Find it again. You've got a month to find it. Before you go, on, well, three weeks. You go on the road to, well, Duke. So two weeks. Duke's a real challenge. You've got two weeks to find this offense and become elite. Because I can promise you, the other elite offenses in of the country, Washington, USC, name another one. They they Duke would give them issues, but they would not be scared of Duke. And they would put up points on Duke. And they certainly would put up more than 31 on Boston College. Even if they didn't play well. So big find it. The talent is there. The quarterback is good. You know this system works. This month could be all about starting on Saturday, finding that offensive rhythm and blowing teams to F out offensively.
0: By the way, Florida State only allowed seven points in the second half against LSU. LSU's first drive thirty six yards and they punted. Yep. Twenty five yards and they threw a pick. Yep. Negative four yards and then they punted thirty nine yep. yards and then turned it over on downs. And then they had that one bust on a true freshman cornerback for their lone score. The, the whole second true half.
1: freshman secondary. Yeah, 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 that was all. That's all they did. And going back to the first half, they kicked a field goal on their last drive because you had them in third and forever, and and let that draw hit. Um, and that was they were a millisecond away from being strip sacked by Jared Burst mm. on their last drive of the first half. So man, they the, that defense, the defense has been fine. The, I, I would say the defense has been what you thought the defense would be, much closer to the expectations preseason than the offense has so far. But, again, that has a lot to do with our last two memories of this offense. And one of them was Clemson, which is a whole different deal. Sorry.
0: No, no problem. Uh, No context. I just want to play this. Uh, It made me laugh, Corey. Maybe you guys can use it on uh, coach speak. This is Brent Pry from Virginia Tech. Brent, being more than three touchdown underdogs, does that change anything as far as how you approach it? might you consider taking more shots? Is Do you want to control the clock? How do you approach? What's the path to victory, I guess? No, like I didn't know we were three touchdown underdogs, so no. That's it. That was it. That's all. That Scott- was
1: the end of the answer? <laughs>
0: Dude, he does that a lot.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. He all does
0: right. that a lot when he doesn't like your question. Okay. Um, so, uh, Scotty FSU. His uh, brother's Todd, FSU Todd, but his name really isn't Todd, I don't think. Panama City Beach stand-up.
1: Oh, okay, all right, yeah.
0: Uh, it was too late to get the question in last week, but let's take a ride in the "What If" Scott Stapp voice. I don't, What if? What Creed? I'm, yeah. I know one, oh one, the only way is one. But I don't know what if. What does he say? What if? What? Song? I
1: don't know. I say I know he sings with arms wide open. With
0: all, Yeah. All right. I I can go on all day. Let's say Clemson scores a touchdown in overtime to make the score 31-30. Do you think Dabo would have kicked the extra point to go to a second overtime, or would he have gone for two to win the game?
1: I think he would kick the PAT. I think he probably would have, except his kicker just missed a 29-yard field goal. And he might have wondered, if this kid misses an extra point, like nobody's going to get mad at me here for going for two. But if this kid, after just shanking a, he didn't shank it, but after hooking a 29-yard field goal, then misses a 20-yard extra point, I don't want to leave it on his right foot. I think he probably, I think he should have gone for two in that moment, but uh, I think he probably kicks the PAT.
0: Knoll for life, class of 2007, Corey Aslon, Wake up! Bye week came at a great time now that the team has had time to rest and heal up i have a question about progress what key indicators do you need to see in the virginia tech game that would let you know that the team has learned from the first four games and is poised for growth moving forward what key indicators would be cause for concern
1: so again not running the ball not getting a push uh not just not looking good, running the ball. Like I, you know, even in the Southern Miss game, and I think they ran for over 300 yards, but that was all, most of that was in the second half when Southern Miss was just exhausted and had given up. Like even then when Southern Miss was trying, you weren't running kind of up and down the field on them. Um, So I would love to see a a better running game with bigger plays. Like you're not going to hit 40 yarders all the time, but you can hit them once a half. That's what Florida State does. That's what this offense does. I think the running game uh, w- would be an indicator, would be a nice indicator that okay, it's still in there at least. It's still there. You have to you have to, you know, spread some things around and dust off some stuff, but it's still in there. And then defensively, um, you know, just a faster start. Like you, you can't especially against overmatched teams, which this team is, you can't give them hope and you can't give them life. And that's something that you know, quite frankly, uh, until the last two games last year, that stretch where they won the four in a row to end the regular season, up until Florida, um, they they dominated those teams early. They didn't give them any room at all for optimism, right? Right. Like Georgia Tech did jack squat uh, until the fourth quarter. Miami did nothing all game. Syracuse did nothing all game. Louisiana Road didn't belong. L- Louisiana didn't belong on the field with them. Like the defense came out and stuck it to the off- opposing offense early. I would like to see that, a little more of that. Quit getting yourself in a hole and giving up such easy plays to start games.
0: I'll add to that, success on first down offensively.
1: Yeah, that's um, a good one. That yeah. is a good one.
0: I mean, I know they don't necessarily, they, they don't have a a tell. I mean, they, they're pretty balanced on what they do. Which, speaking of which, they've ran the ball 125 times this season, Corey, and they've thrown the ball 125 times this season. Hmm. Can you believe that?
1: that's a, hey that's so that's what. what's the yardage difference Um uh,
0: they have gained a oh, well, net 591 rushing 1,108 passing
1: okay. maybe uh maybe start throwing the ball a little bit more yeah
0: 4.7 yards per rush uh 18.9 yards per pass so hmm. not bad but yeah first down they're, they're not necessarily throwing it all the time they would run it sometimes but just win it you know keep the Keep the chains, not the chains moving necessarily, but get positive yardage that gets you into this sort of, you know, momentum that creates future big plays based off of that. Because, yeah, when you go incomplete on first down, that doesn't stall a drive out, but it makes that sequence that much more difficult. So let's win first down,
1: Especially when it seems like he is dead set, at least it seemed like this in the Clemson game, that one of the first two downs he's going to run the ball. Hmm. So if you throw an incompletion on first down, you know you're running it on 2nd and 10, and now it's 3rd and 9.
0: Yeah, didn't love that stuff. Yeah.
1: I, he did no. that way too much in the Clemson game against right. that defense, I thought. Uh, but self-scout, learn from that. Um, Aslan's right. Uh, you know, enough with the 3rd and long. 3rd and shorts are manageable because he, a lot of times he's going to go it on 4th down anyway. Yeah, start winning those early downs more on offense. Well, However, that has to be done.
0: Yeah. Whack 169, wake up guys, two-parter. After watching the LSU Ole Miss game, my overall enthusiasm took a real hit on the ceiling about the offense. Did it do the same for you guys? I mean, good Lord, LSU's defense is atrocious. I was watching the game and was thinking, damn, maybe FSU really isn't that good. Uh, I was running around town back home in Clearwater, so I I, I was was listening on the radio, um, but I don't – I'm not a very – big believer and like in the inverse property where like you know we did this against that team yeah. and then the, the common, transitive yeah the trans- transitive sorry sorry yeah apologize thank you uh i i don't subscribe to that all the time so i don't in this case it, it hasn't affected my uh enthusiasm i don't you know people ask me hey so do you think you know mike's a better coach than lane yet aslon i'm like i don't know man like we'll we'll see how it goes i don't i don't think that one game dictates anything for either of these teams but uh you know, the more we well I guess talk I would ask them.
1: though, yeah. if you're if you're worried about the offense because of that game, aren't you uh buoyed by yeah. the defense then? Right. Because the defense held that LSU team to half as many points as Ole Miss did. So if you're gonna sell it, if you're gonna be uh, down on the offense because of that game and that Ole Miss put up a gazillion yards, which they did, then you should be more impressed with what kind of defense you might have. Because LSU didn't look like that against Florida State. Those receivers weren't just dominating Florida State DBs. Um, the only kid that really did much, you know, had the 80-yarder at the end of the game. So uh, yeah, I, that's. I think it can work both ways there. But no, I yeah, every game's its own game. Um, clearly LSU's defense putting up that kind of yardage and points on LSU's defense isn't a isn't uh, some wild uh, result. There are going to be more teams that do that because that secondary is – the secondary is not good. And by the way, did you see the news on their safety?
0: The one that had the brain?
1: Yeah, that he had a he had a brain tumor that they knocked out that they, they cut out. He just had surgery.
0: Okay. All right. Thank goodness.
1: He did. And they, they think they got rid of the cancer. The cancer is part of the tumor, I believe. This is what I saw on Twitter. But that it has affected his – uh movement and speech oh man and it's like i think his name's greg brooks
0: it is Does that sound right it is uh so
1: we are definitely wishing for his the the best for him Uh, he was a big part of that secondary obviously we wish him more just for in his life but they weren't good anyway and then they lost a uh i think he he played 40 games of college football yeah yeah um so so yeah clearly the offense uh it's not as impressive what you did to lsu i guess in hindsight you know, Old Miss beat that team by six points, barely. And I'm talking about absolute barely. Florida State beat them by 20-something points. It was up by 28 with a minute to go. Like, Florida State hammered that team. Old Miss did not. So, if you look at the totality of the game, I don't know, man. LSU was only like a six-point favorite, and they lost essentially in the last minute. So, it wasn't that crazy a result. It's just, I get it. 700 yards is a lot.
0: Yeah, man, I'm – also, you know, Cameron Kitchens from Miami is supposed to come back this week, so uh, that's yeah. some uplifting news of somebody who had a health battle. That there. was really
1: scary, man. Yeah. That looked like that looked like the Bill, the Buffalo Bills safety last year. Just mm-hmm. how the whole thing came to a stop in a yeah. standstill, and the way his teammates were reacting. I was really worried about that, so that was good to see.
0: It's crazy looking at last year after they came off the bye week. I mean, granted they had played more games, but man, you know they scored forty-one against Virginia. I mean, like, what are the chances they're going to beat? You know, I guess they could beat Virginia Tech forty-one to sixteen. They're not going to beat Miami forty-five to three. No, uh, they could very well beat Syracuse thirty-eight to three. North Alabama is going to get it. But, like I don't, I don't know if they'll beat Florida forty-five to thirty-eight. I know there's just a weird sort of thought in my head here now about they flipped the switch after the bye week last year. I just don't know if they'll. Be able to, despite the fact that they're are much more talented than they were last year. Maybe it just was. Well, and I, again, those teams having backup quarterbacks. You know, we'll mostly. see
1: though, right? I we mean, will exactly. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, th- yeah. there's nothing I've seen that would say this team can't do it. Yeah. I mean, there just isn't like this team's very talented, especially on offense, like elite level talent on offense. And they haven't found their they haven't found their stride yet. But you know that team last year didn't either until it did, and then it beat the bejesus out of everyone for a month. So. Se- this could happen too
0: second part of WAC 169's question which I don't know if we're gonna get to everybody's question today we're gonna try though uh my fault I should be uh, moving us along quicker keep hearing people say that they would be happy with an ACC championship my concern is when is FSU going to have this collection of supposed talent on the field to me not making the final four would be a disappointment in my opinion there are two first day draft picks on the starting 22 along with several other guys that will be drafted With the way recruiting has gone the last few years, where is all the talent going to come from for the next couple of years? Do you guys feel that this year is bust, uh, make or bust, at least for a few years? Just think with the trouble versus Boston College and the impotence versus a good Clemson defense, I have a bad feeling a lot of us are going to be disappointed at the end of the season. If we lose to Miami and their recruiting really goes into the stratosphere. it makes me sick to my stomach, talk me off the ledge.
1: Well, if you lost to Miami, there's a decent chance you'd get to play him again. In the ACC championship game. Um, no, I mean, I just think the first rule, the first goal has to be AC getting to the ACC championship game. Like I get you can look ahead and be like, OK, who's going to be the quarterback? What's the receiver core going to look like? Is this gonna, team going to be any good at all? It's going to take a major step back. I don't think that's going to be the case, but we'll see. But, you know, it's been nine years since Florida State won an ACC championship. So don't don't. In my opinion, don't just ignore that goal and leap past it for a playoff spot in a national championship. Like First things first, get to that. That I, I just don't think that's something that should be dismissed when you haven't done it for nine years. Um, enjoy it. Hopefully they get there. Hopefully they win it. I mean, it's been nine years since they've been in Charlotte. It, I thought that was going to be an annual trek for yeah. me as a, as a Florida State media member that I would be in Charlotte the first weekend in December every year. And it's been nine years. Um, so you know, that's a big deal to win an ACC championship or to play for one, because it hasn't happened here in a long time. But yeah, I get that. I get what you're saying that this is, you you feel more pressure because you don't know when it's going to happen again. But look, man, the, the, the one thing I would say to you is in 2021, not in my wildest dreams that I did, I think uh, in two years, they would be top five in the country. And, you know, with these kind of expectations, That was, again, we just hit like the two-year anniversary of them being 0-4. And And now they're 4-0. Two years later, they're 4-0. So it didn't take them that long from that debacle. 2020, that roster was absurd. 2021, that roster was not good at all. And now look at the roster now. So why then would we think it would take him more time now that he's established Florida State as a destination again? Why would it take him more time to flip the roster again now that he has – the cachet of these last, you know, the last season and a half. Did that make sense? Absolutely. I have absolutely
0: okay. nothing to add to that. I'm not even saying that for brevity's sake, but that was, you crushed it. Absolutely. Get off the ledge, whack. Get well, off the ledge. <laughs>
1: I didn't mean it like that, whack. You're the man. You know that. Or woman. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
0: MyBookie.ag, promo code Warchant instant cash deposit bonus when you use that. So based on the percentage of money that you put in, you'll get a matching deposit bonus. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere at MyBookie. Futures, this week's games, Live Casino, it's always open for you over at mybookie.ag. Corey, we gave our picks out on yesterday's show. Go find them yesterday, folks, and uh, use those as needed. Entertainment purposes, entertainment purposes, boys and girls. Florida in Nashville taking on Vandy. Vandy getting 18 and a half.
1: It's in Gainesville, though, right?
0: I don't know. Show on my end, it's showing.
1: Well, they played in Nashville last, last year. year so yeah. I don't know why they did that two years in a row. Huh.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Uh, because the way it's formatted, you're right, carry on. So I guess in the Swamp maybe makes it less uh, enticing. This is crazy. Why is it doing – it shows every game like Kentucky versus Georgia, Mm. which means Kentucky at Georgia. Right. But then the top line is the home team, and the away team is the bottom team, which is usually not the case. Usually the home team is the bottom. But I digress. I get it, man. I get it. I digress.
1: I get it. Uh, Yeah, I – Man, or how about Louisville or
0: New- Louisville Notre Dame? Is that one enticing? Oh, there you more? go.
1: That's better. What's the spread on that?
0: Louisville plus six.
1: I like Louisville.
0: Louisville. Ooh. I Louisville.
1: like Louisville. Louisville. Okay. It could be a uh, welcome to reality moment. Um, probably will be, I guess. But I, I just, I, you know, I think they're going to keep that close. I think it's going to be a close game.
0: Okay. There we go. MyBookie.ag. You can check out Wednesday's show for our picks. Uh, we'll see how the competition goes. May the best man win. May your best picks be fruitful. MyBookie.ag, again, promo code is WarChamp. To Walking Nolo one, shout out to Corey Clark for the best hour number two call ever.
1: Mm, I was feeling it, Aslan. It was. I was feeling it. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, you two are great what you do. Very thankful for y'all. On to my question. Have you guys heard any of the murmurs about us having throwback jerseys for a game this year? I know Jeff Cameron hinted that he heard from someone that we might wear the jerseys with the Florida State outline logo on it. Here's hoping they do that and bring back the white end zones for that game. Also, I'd love to see us in mustard yellow jerseys one time, too. I would as well. I'm young. I've never seen them in person. Same. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly, I'm so excited that Dennis Briggs has stuck around and gets to play Virginia Tech this year and see what we've become as a program since the 18 debacle. Thanks for your great coverage. Go, Knowles.
1: Uh, I guess, Br- was Briggs on that team? I guess he was.
0: No, he was 2019 class. I don't I don't think, is anybody on that? I don't think anybody from 18. There's
1: Deloach, Deloach is an 18, is he?
0: No, he's a 19 kid as well, yeah. Um... Golly, I I think Jordan
1: we, was Jordan redshirting, or was he? A he Louisville was a
0: Louisville. He, he played like a few games, but I think he was okay. in a red shirt that year. But he was in college football there. So was Brayden Fisk.
1: I feel like there has to be somebody on this team from the 18 team. Akeem Dent, maybe?
0: No, he was a nine. He was that first. Actually, yeah, uh, you're right. No, he was. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna probably to something t- you could look
1: it up. It probably something you could look up.
0: That is something I could look up. I'm gonna do so.
1: What was the first part of the?
0: No, there's uh, throwback jerseys. Do you, oh, have you heard yeah. any murmurs?
1: You know, look, man, I know I'm old. I get it. I, I, just, you know, <laughs> every week it's going to be a different jersey. Home or away, you're going to wear, you know, garnet and white. You're going to wear garnet and gold. You're wearing garnet and garnet. You're going to wear white and white. You're going to wear black. I, you know, it'd be cool to just wear your normal uniform. Yeah.
0: I was trying to go through the uh, archives to find the stats for 2018 but whatever man this whole
1: you know don't what, don't besmirch no fan i am not it's dot samuels.com
0: Seminoles. okay. did their you know reboot or whatever and things have been lost to in the ether if Amari Gaynor, no he wasn't even on that team either but you know uh, alex Alisami, who's like a analyst for the team hmm. he was on the roster that year okay that's good uh, but otherwise as i quickly scroll through this uh no man, none of these guys—they're—they're uh, they're all gone, man. They've—they've uh, they've all moved on. Um, so no one who endured that night, playing on the football field, uh, will be able to wreak vengeance upon the uh, team. Although if if, a... if Warren Thompson didn't leave, Warren Thompson's still out there playing football, he could have been out here to help the college. I mean, but... Warren?
1: He's at TCU now, right?
0: I think so. Yeah, he went. With, yeah, I think uh...
1: he was—he uh, was in the game against Colorado uh, to start the year.
0: Yeah, Mari Gaynor. Sorry, he—he he actually indeed was. Uh, on the roster. How, so.
1: I, I haven't even looked it up. How is Amari doing at North Carolina? Yeah. I don't know why I'm asking you that. I, I'll look it up. You, okay. you read the next all question. All right, thank you.
0: By the way, Amari Gaynor has played in four of the games of North Carolina. Uh, hasn't started in any of them, but he's graded out overall at 68.2, uh, so shout-out to Amari. Uh, this is the end of the show for today. Had to do some post-production magic work here, everybody, so we're going to play the second half of the mailbag for tomorrow friday's program we were going to do the live shows we usually do it but some things happen scheduling wise where it won't work out that way so second half of the mailbag will air on friday that'll be your friday show it'll be weird because cory will be um you know feeling the pangs of pain having done a show for like an hour and 20 minutes which is what the show was that you just listened to but we just chopped it in half and we're going to say the second half for Friday so that you have something every single day of the week to listen to uh on your workouts, your walks around the the park uh and whatever else you do while you're listening to us, which is awesome. We appreciate the heck out of all of y'all. So, we're done, warchant.com never done. It's a website, so it's always there all the time. Uh, and then 1 to 3 o'clock, Jeff Cameron show. He and Tom get you ready for the game. So, tune in then. Warchant.com, your ultimate civil sports horse content over there as well. Matchup report coming up. Warchant report powered by Cummins coming up as well. We ain't stopping. The show just gonna take a little bit of a break for a minute. He's Corey. I'm Aslan. Thank you for listening to Wake Up Warchant. Presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.